Emily, we're back in the basement, the dungeon, the deconstruction zone. We love it. We should have we shouldn't have told people it's a basement. We should have been like, yeah, we have this really nice studio that we like bought out. Yeah, let's start Lying over again. Hey, Emily, welcome to the deconstruction zone. We're in the studio. We rented this sucker out. Welcome to it for millions of dollars. We're holding th- it down thanks to your Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> um, hey, what are we talking about today? Okay, I want to talk about a musical today. Oh, okay. I like okay. musicals. I guess we started a few weeks ago. We talked about a musical too, but who cares? Yeah, we're here. Have you heard of the musical Godspell? Oh, I think I have. I think I have. Okay, it was written in the 70s about Jesus. Okay. And honestly, I have just been vibing so hard with it this week, and it has brought a lot of thoughts, and it's honestly made me like really vibe with Jesus this week. Okay. Okay. I'm going to so Google it while you tell me more. Yeah, I want to yeah, know okay. more about it. So, well, I want to just go through a few different songs and say, like, how that helped me. Okay. Like, what that has shown to Before me. Before you get into it, well, I like the soundtrack, but I just throw it out of my car. Like's a strong word. I think it's interesting. I think it's catchy, mostly, but I'm also a musical theater person. Okay, I'm digging it. All right, tell me about okay, it. Okay, so the first song, <laughs> I'm not going to go through each song, <laughs> but the first song is called The Tower of Babel, but like Babel, like B-A-B-B-L-E. Sure. And it's all, mm, this is so dope. It's all these different philosophers, like talking to Jesus, but then they all, yeah, but then they like keep talking, like, and it just gets louder and louder and more chaotic. And I was like, no song has ever been a more accurate description of like my brain when I think about Christianity. Yeah. Like the first like the first one is like Socrates and it's like I honor and love you but I will never cease the practice of philosophy and then another one is like how can I don't know it's just like a bunch of different thoughts from a bunch of different people and it's just all getting jumbled up and I was like yes. Mm. And then the and then it goes into the second song. I'm really not going to go through each yeah. song. Well, remains to be seen. <laughs> it goes into the second song with like one the one note like stays throughout. Okay. And then it's like, prepare you the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was this like, it just made me think about this idea of like a voice crying in the wilderness. And it it helped me see the wilderness. Because I always thought of like, whenever I heard that phrase, I was always like, yeah, because it was like kind of wild out there in Galilee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like the wilderness being um, intellectual wilderness, like that yeah. song, that first song feels like wilderness. It feels hmm. like everything's crazy and you like don't know how to navigate it. And everything, everyone's saying things that are like, these are all great points. But when you guys are all saying it at the same time, yeah. it makes me panic. Hmm. And so then I was just thinking about like, but then, <laughs> this is the third song, I think. Hmm. I think it's the fourth song. Um, mm, I'm actually going to skip that. So then the end of Act One is a song called Beautiful City. And... It's Jesus singing, the Jesus. The Jesus. Um, and it's like, we can build a beautiful city, not a city of angels, but we can build a city of men. Hmm. And that was like a way of saying, I think it's so, I think that musical is way more powerful. Like if you really know scripture, mm-hmm. because I was like connecting it a lot. I was like, oh, like that's, he always says like the kingdom of God is at hand or like the kingdom yeah. of heaven is here. But to hear it said that way of like, of like. Jesus' point was saying, like, 
we like we can make something beautiful now. Yeah. And I think we've said that before, but for some reason that just like really hit it home for me. Mm-hmm. And so real talk, I'm not like you know, back f- like woohoo, but I'm like I'm really vibing with Jesus like if right now as like a rabbi or like some like what he said was like pretty hardcore and honestly for the past few months I've just been like you know how we talked about the divorce and we were like just like a big monologue at the beginning but like (laughs) (laughs) you know how we talked about the divorce how you were like you're divorcing religion or the church or whatever but like Jesus is like the kid in the divorce and I was like but the kid reminds you of your Mm ex-wife and so like that's where I was at with Jesus for a while like I just was like I don't want to look at my kid yeah Um, but I'm like, I feel like I'm just getting back into a space. In a lot of ways, I feel like a theme currently in the podcast is me like being more refreshed and able to process things again. Yeah. But specifically, I was like, oh my God, like Jesus said some cool shit. Yeah. I would second that. Yeah. So listening to this, like you said, it's been really cool for you. Like, did you seek out this mm. because you're like, hey, this could be like, how how did you reengage? I think you've Such you've heard it before, but like, what brought it back into your sphere? My sibling. So my siblings have been in the musical, so that was my mm. first experience of it a few years. Did ago. Westminster just put it on? Not a long ago. A few years ago, I went to it. That's why I know this one. Oh my god, that was before I knew you. That's really funny. Wild. I was like, why do I know this? Yeah, Annie in and I went box? to it in the black box. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. It was really good. Yeah, I the night it. I was there, I got like pulled on stage to do something. Oh, that's really fun. I wonder if you were there. Wow. I'm sure our paths crossed before. That's so funny. Anyway. Um, so I had heard of it, and then I was hanging out with – so my boyfriend's also a teacher, and oh. um, and I was hanging out with him and some of his colleagues who, like, run the musical at their high school, and they uh-huh. were like, what, what musical should we do? And one of them was like, maybe Godspell. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, thinking about that. And then I just kind of put it on casually, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, they are tapped. Stephen, whatever his name is, who wrote it, is tapped into something really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting, like, in terms of not only this musical, but, like, just anything. Like, you think about it, you put it away for a while, and you re- you look at it again, you reexamine it, like, you see it with completely fresh eyes, as if, like, you never – saw it before which i think is interesting and like as you're diving back into it i imagine you're like the headspace you're in now consuming is probably way different than the last time you had heard it right i think i think if i would have listened to that a few months ago i'd have been like oh my gosh you know (laughs) yeah but i was in a place where i was ready to to see something old with fresh eyes yeah what do you think like but how so it's like you're looking at it now you're like this interesting jesus said some pretty rad stuff Uh what do you think you would have so I like, go back to Emily as like pre-deconstruction. Like, do you just view it as interesting art or is it as mm. spiritual? Like what, what do you view it as do you think then? So, so what's interesting, I was doing a little bit of research. I meant to do more before today, but I wanted to do some research on the musical. And there was a lot of controversy because it's like, it's kind of a 70s hippie show. Yeah. And people were kind of like, you're not being true enough to the, the actual gospel or the actual story of Jesus. And so... When I saw it, I was still, like, fundamentalist. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I can't quite remember. I think I was just like, yeah, this is neat, but missing some big theological points, maybe. I was probably hung up on that. 
Yeah, I think I remember when I watched it at Westminster, I heard some of those rumblings from like other people. Like this right. is like a really cool like play, but just make sure you know that it's not like the full not the full right. story, right? Or this isn't a great theological yeah, yeah, right. It's like not a great work or whatever. <laughs> right. And so I think yeah, I think they were like, This is like the story of Jesus, but this isn't like the gospel, if that mm. kind of makes yeah. sense. And that's kind of where I was at, but at the same time. Oh, but you know what's so interesting is I was sitting next to um my nana and she was like she was like this is like the jesus i can get on board with and i was like and i was like oh yeah you know like close but (laughs) (laughs) but i think like i think right on the money like i was like this presents jesus in a way that's like yeah yeah shout out nana friend of the pod shout out nana Um, yeah, I would say like that, and we can keep talking about the musical if you want, but I do think it's an interesting space that I've at least observed sitting across from you here and, um, just walking in other space with you in life. Like, it seems like you're more, um, I don't know if interested the right word, cause I don't know that you've been disinterested, right. but more inclined to like allow yourself to engage in things that are, um, either super spiritual or pseudo spiritual or like in the, in the sense of it, like just to like, there was a season weeks months ago whatever you were just like i don't need any of it Um, right i don't need my bible i don't need christian music i don't need things that are going to like stir me theological like you were still having philosophical conversations yes but like you weren't that interested in faith conversations and now it's like i don't think you've answered all the questions you've had it doesn't seem like you've moved into a place of like ultimate levels of certainty but it has been really interesting and i think from my perspective it's cool to see you like you have more stamina to engage things that maybe you didn't have the stamina for before. I really think stamina or like being energized, like is the right word there. Like there, I just feel like so much of, I think this season that I like took a break, how we talked about like putting the box of operation away was Mm -hmm. like very real. And I really needed that. And it's been cool to like come out of the break and be not burnt out and be like excited to enter back in versus just being exhausted and overwhelmed and frustrated. And so like, I think there was value in the like quote unquote break time, but it also has been, and the break aligned with some things in life also that were taking my energy in a lot of ways. But like, I just feel like entering back into a place where I have more margin and more energy (laughs) and stamina to like enter back into that and really think about it. It, it's the thinking about that stuff has like always brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like, we've not dove into this topic or concept a ton, but like also like it's in some ways I would like classify and you talked about the wilderness second ago. Like yeah. it seems like you've kind of been in that wilderness area, mm-hmm. which is not bad like at all. Like there's so many good things that happen for like Jesus and the Israelites as they're in the wilderness and whatnot, mm. but it's not a space of great rejuvenation, right? Like Jesus yeah. came out of the wilderness, like exhausted, right? And like the Israelites yeah. entered the promised land exhausted from having been in there, but they entered spaces that were more life giving where they were able to get that stamina. And I would say like for you, it seems like wilderness. I don't love the term because it makes it seem like you're like, I at least maybe I perceive this like if someone said Danny you're in the wilderness I naturally be like well you're saying like I'm not smart or I'm wandering like I get like very directional about it like I don't mm. know where I'm going but that's not where I that's not necessarily how I view the biblical wilderness because it wasn't just about like directional orientation it was yeah. about like a time of purposely being disoriented in some ways right yeah so to me I actually was thinking about how much I like the term wilderness because it feels very morally neutral mm. It's not like, wow, that's so wrong of you to be in the wilderness. Like, no one would say that. It's just like, 
okay, that's like the space you're in right now. And there's really difficult parts of that and places where you're kind of stressed and freaking out, right? But (laughs) but like it's, it's not wrong necessarily. But I also think this is maybe a... I'm going to go with it. I like it. Like, I think the idea of wilderness, there's a there's a book that I think I think I would still recommend, um, Leaving Egypt by Chuck DeGroat. And he talks about the idea of the wilderness and like, and he goes through like exile or like mm-hmm. slavery, exile, wilderness, whatever. Promised Land, the last one. <laughs> and the wilderness is like, it's also a place though where you're like, you don't have direction and you're it's kind of a holding waiting ground if you think about the israelites they were just vibing for 40 years yeah and they were just like like they weren't really on they weren't really on a journey they were just kind of there yeah right. and barred from like the promised land right but that was a time that like obviously i wasn't there they probably wouldn't appreciate me huh. saying this but like <laughs> like I feel like that was also a space where their like hearts were like prepared and yeah. grown in like like a like a space in each of their hearts was fostered to be to go to the promised land and be excited and thankful instead of being burnt out because yeah. they were just like this again like you know like it was really a beautiful thing and they were so exhausted from like going through a bunch of BS that they were just like okay the promise there's some like Giants in the promised land or whatever. Not giants. Yeah. I was thinking no, about the veggie tales. No. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Like even in terms like of your journey and yeah. like like and one of the things I say when I like talk about the wilderness in terms of like preaching on like how quickly A they were like, let's go back to slavery and captivity in Egypt, right? And then also so it's like that's right into Ooh. the wilderness. And the other side they're like well, maybe we don't want to go into the promised land because there are these people that could defeat us and so we don't want like and they don't believe the promise. And like I look at your story and like I've seen like different mimickings of those things and it's just been interesting to that's, like witness. That's killer. Yeah. Because like there were moments in the wilderness where I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just go back. Mm-hmm. Like and you were like, that was the last thing I thought you would say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, I'm just tired and I'm just like don't want to think about it anymore. And that would be an easy way to get out of this. Yeah. Like I relate to all those pieces of it. Yeah. Well, so we this is kind of a, a check-in, but as we like kind of keep marching down things, like is there any like just in, to take some of what we're talking about and like checking in with like you spiritually, like where you're at, like or emotionally or deconstruction, whatever. Right. Like just for that part of kind of what we're doing to keep that as a, a portion of it. Like where would you, where are you? How are you doing? Like what's going on in the scheme of life for you? In faith and in the scheme of life and faith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I feel like we've already kind of said it, but like, like that sounded really passive aggressive. <laughs> well, I didn't mean you're to. Gonna be an idiot, right? <laughs> Sorry. Like, um, but I think, I think, that, I'm sorry. I'm not crossing my arms because I'm being defensive like right now. Of, like a place of just like being more excited and willing to enter yeah. into the space. And I really, I just feel very strongly that this summer is going to just, it's going to be a great summer. Like, I'm just going to, like, get to, like, think a lot and have a lot more time to process and yeah. do things that, like, fill me up. Yeah, and I think we said this last week, actually. Like, this is your first summer after working full-time, too, even though you're doing summer school. Right. But it's, like, there has to be a little bit of, like, you you haven't fully exhaled yet, but you're, like, anticipating We're so close. that feeling of being, like, I'm done. 
Right. Like when you say like what's going on with Emily right now, I'm like, I'm just trying to get through. Like next week is finals. Like we're so close. By the time this comes out, I think finals will be over. Yep. Yeah. Wild. By the time this is out, summer break. Except I'll be at summer school. <laughs> so not summer <laughs> break. But summer school's shorter, right? Yeah, and it's only until like one thirty. Right. So yeah. it'll be it'll be a party. But uh, <laughs> but I would just say that, like I'm just in a place where I feel more refreshed. I think I'm actually gonna Start reading the Bible again? Hey. Wild. Here's an interesting question. Okay. For you, but for maybe someone listening, like, wh- so you're going to do that. Where yeah. does one start when they pick up the Bible and start reading I've for the I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Um. So, okay. One, before I begin, I'm going to reread some books that really helped my view of the Bible, hmm. i.e., What is the Bible by Rob Bell? and inspired by Rachel Held Evans. Mm-hmm. I also ordered a new book called God Breathed. And it was, mm, that's not what it's called. I don't know. But it's like, what does it actually mean that the Bible is God breathed? Like it mm-hmm. just, and Peter ends is, what is the Bible actually yeah. about or something? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what his is called, but it's somewhere in that yeah, ballpark. Books that kind of challenge the like very fundamentalist idea of the Bible is something that really helps me like prepare to enter into the Bible because otherwise, it gets really, I get really like, this is how it is. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to do some podcasting during that season just to see like yeah. what stirred up, like to see, because I imagine too, there'll be some exciting things you uncover and as you read things and it's like, you see it with new eyes, but it will be interesting to be like, to catch yourself maybe as you fall back into the old ways For of sure. reading it too, which maybe isn't entirely bad, but just to like, mm-hmm. as you're trying to put on a new set of readers to dive into the Bible, like it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think I'm going to read the gospels and then, but like when, once I hit Acts, pop back over to Genesis mm-hmm. and do that. Like, I think that that's a good refresher of like, okay, what does Jesus say? Like, what is, what did Jesus do? But then also, like, I'm a very big believer that, like, the drama of Scripture is, like, from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And so I also think it's important to read it fully in that way. I dig it. TBD. But, yeah. yeah. That's a question I get asked a lot is, like, where, if I'm going to start, like, where do I start? And so I think it's just interesting to, like, process and, like, because I imagine there's some people listening that are like, hey, I want to do that, too. Or maybe they'll join over the summer and like take the challenge up with you too but i think we can like write out what i'm doing yeah i think that'll be kind of fun but i think some people are like i like where do you start do you start in genesis that's the first book do you start in the gospels because that's the story of jesus and especially if you're evangelical it's like the old testament is just kind of there and all that matters is the gospels right but there's so much old testament context in the gospels that just make it so much more vibrant but correct yeah but i'll also say i'm like I'm reading it alongside someone who hasn't read the Bible before, which I actually think is perfect because it will help me like kind of see it through fresh eyes maybe and not be like, this is what it is. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm excited to read the Bible with you this summer. It's going to be pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was good. Thanks. Uh, Um, uh, I've been told that before about myself, so I thought I'd make a joke about it. Um, Have you heard of the Bible, yeah. honestly? Um, okay. All right, so that's where you're at. You're, you're doing well. Um, I think you've got some notes for us. I do. Um, so, yeah, I posted on our Instagram, like, to send us questions. And for real, if you're listening to this, like, please send us questions. We really yeah. like this being a consistent aspect. I think we're going to make that a more like common thing of just like making it like putting in our stories. It's one of the things when we talked with Tim from the new evangelicals, he was like, that was one of the best things he ever made the decision to do was like just post stories to get people to like respond to them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely something we 
will commit to doing over the summer is like let's post more stuff to hear what people are thinking like questions to engage that we dive into here in the pod absolutely um so today i'm going to be reading this question from be the white chick okay um it says how do you date after leaving a church where you could only date in that church yeah i thought that was interesting yeah, when you were at any of the churches you were at, right. like, um, because I don't, so at least for me, I'll say I didn't never have that pressure, like growing up in the seasons I was in the church. Like, I, I mean, my first wife wasn't a Christian until I met her. I mean, she had gone to some FCA stuff when she played college sports, but, mm. but I even didn't get a lot of pushback from like my Southern Baptist church I was working at. They were like, oh, she seems like a great person. That's Little, interesting. Do they know? But, um, <laughs> Hope she doesn't listen. Yeah, bleep that out, maybe. But <laughs> it was a joke. Um, actually, don't because it'll make it seem like I said something worse. <laughs> so don't bleep it out. Um, bleep it out, and then we'll be like, "Guess in the comments what Danny said about his ex-wife." Oh <laughs> uh, man, this is a fun one. Uh, this is fun. But I never got any pushback for that. I okay. mean, and like, I actually thought, I mean, this was working in church, so it's a little different. Like when I was a youth pastor, like I dated someone who went to my church and I thought it was the weirdest experience. Right. I mean, she was a fine person, but like it was a weird <laughs> dating experience because like everyone was in our business. And so I can't imagine. I think being a pastor maybe makes it with different lenses. But for you, like what was that? Like, did you have that tension of like, hey, you got to date only Presbyterian. I mean, you dated the non-denom guy and you felt tension about it, right? Yeah, oh, the, the amount of pushback I got for that. But like, it. so it's kind of interesting because I got both very, I feel like they were like, you should meet a nice PCA boy. But at the same time, it was like, there's not that many PCA boys. So like, you should be willing to go outside of that. Right. Which, so I was getting like both of those. And so I'm like, I. and then I went outside of it and everyone's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a friend one time be like, do you think someone like do you think someone who believes in like infant baptism could marry someone that believes in believers baptism she was like i think it'd be hard i was like i think it'd be fine (laughs) i really do because people who believe in infant baptism also believe in believers baptism anyway yeah anyway that's really a side note but that's where i was at yeah (laughs) and um all that to say there was this tension of like you're not putting yourself out there enough but also like but also, like, don't put yourself too far out there when you're not in the circle of who's appropriate to date. Mm-hmm. And so I don't – I think that put a lot of weird stress on church, honestly, of, like, okay, am I, like, flirting enough with the people that I'm, like, supposed to be? Yeah. And I was – yeah. I was, like, checked in about that. Like, hey, like, have you have you been flirting with the guys? Like, you know, it was kind of a lot. Yeah, I, so I'm actually just like the, took me back to when I was in college. Yeah. Um, there was a um, college ministry like everyone went to. Uh, uh, John Mark Comer, you know him. Yeah. Uh, like so, his church was like a big thing, and before it was like known as what it is now. Like they started a thing. I think it was called the Way, um, and it was like a Wednesday night thing for young adults, and it was just a place for people to go to meet people to date. Like, it's what it felt like. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, like, just as you're talking, like, flooding back to there, like, this whole, like, hey, like, it was for guys. It was, like, find the woman that you're going to find. And, like, women were, like, trying to be the most presentable. Mm-hmm. And, like, his theology is – and he, he has some good stuff, so I don't want to, like, say I don't love all the stuff he's put out. And I don't, definitely don't love all the stuff he's put out. But, like, he definitely kind of perpetuated, like, the biblical – 
uh, man and woman roles and like right. th- like that kind of stuff. And so like it was a place where like you'd get pretty solid teaching and that kind of stuff. But it was seemed like it was designed to like meet people. And part of it was it was they would say from the stage was stuff about which I agree with like the idea of like being equally yoked and like finding right. people that you agree with and that are in your group. And there's tension. We were talking before we started recording about the thing that I saw with Mark Driscoll talking about like mm-hmm. certain things with dating and whatnot. Um, and so like, I think there's a lot in that. And but I, I, I don't know that. I, I mean, what was the the question was like, should how do you how do you date after you've only been dating oh, in the church? I think it's easy. Like you find people to date. <laughs> but I think it's harder. Like, I think it's weird to only think that you can date people that are at your church. Right. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't date people that have similar values that are guiding their life and that, mm-hmm. but if like if it's just especially because most churches are like 200 people or less like that's right. a weird like thing to be right. in. but um yeah i don't know i think the larger question i guess is like how do you navigate and maybe that's not what they're asking but how, do you only date people that are within the same faith tradition as you i think i think she's like so that there was like a very specific dating culture like kind of like you wait for a guy to ask you out and you just like try to look hot at church right and then you just hope, like, the leader, the spiritual leader, asks you out, right, and notices you. It, Can you pause for a second? Yeah. <laughs> is that, like, so how many, like, how much is that happening? Like, are people, like, getting asked out at church? Like, hey, right. is that uh, happening? Uh, no, okay. no. But we, every week, we, like, failed if we didn't get asked out. This is, like, pretty deep. Like, I. No wonder every Presbyterian thinks they're a failure. If they, like, well, I think, I very much think that singleness in the church is, like, we should do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Is um just so looked down upon. And I remember like every single time we would talk about any single person in the church, it would be like, Yeah, like I wonder like what's wrong with them. Like mm. for real. And I'm yeah. just like, uh, bro, maybe they haven't like found the right one yet, or like maybe they don't want to. Like there's so many different yeah, things. Or it's something wrong with other people and not wrong with them, right? <laughs> but when but when you have that culture, then it becomes if you say like, Oh man, I'm like sad about being single, then people just start to be like, Well, like let's think about what we could you know, make better mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's not really what I wanted to hear when I was already kind of feeling down. Yeah. Turns into like a <laughs> she's all that situation, right? I've never seen that. What? Have you seen she's all that? Great movie. Go watch it. Okay. Recommendation station. Okay. But um, <laughs> I would, I think what I would say is like, if she, it sounds like she came from a pretty traditional upbringing if they were mm-hmm. like only allowed to date in the church. Yeah. And very much so that's like the woman absolutely can't initiate anything. Like, that right. is seen as like you I read a book by Elizabeth Elliot called Passion and Purity. Elizabeth Elliot, you know, she's done she said some cool things. Yeah. That book's pretty intense. Yeah. She was like she was like she was like, I guess a woman can ask a guy out, but I just don't think it's God's best for you. And I was just like, All right. <laughs> and she was like, and I think years down the road he will resent you for that. Oh jeez. <laughs> because God like, will or the, the man. Oh, the man. Not God, but anyway, it was to like, yeah. but then, but we were reading that. Me and my friends were like reading it and we were like, okay, like we were. Like, this so, checks out. <laughs> or just like, man, that kind of challenged me, but I need to listen to that. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I think when you kind of leave church and even if just like you like, you know, like microdose leaving church, right? <laughs> it's like, you're just kind of a little bit like looking yeah, outside. Yeah. Um, I love that. There is a little more like, okay, like what can... I do. Like, what is dating culture outside of the church? It's very different. We're titling this episode Microdosing Church. No, Microdosing Leaving the Church. Yeah. Or no. I need to write that down. Okay. We we have so many good ideas for titles, and I forget them. And I have to go back, 
which is not a bad thing, but listen to the whole episode. And I'm like, what was that funny thing we said? Yeah. So now I'm ready. Love it. Um, all that to say, I think it's hard to navigate, but I think, I think also it's okay to like go on bad dates and like just try things and see if they work for you. Yeah. I think that's what I did. I went on a lot of bad dates and then I was like, all right, this is dating. Yeah. Yeah, from my perspective, like, because I've worked, and it happened more as a youth pastor, like, less now that I'm a lead pastor, but, like, I had lots of, like, times where, like, people in the congregation come, like, hey, we need to, like, preach about singleness, or, like, we need, like, or people that are single being, like, hey, like, the even in, like, a church, like, The Gathering, which is, like, a more mm-hmm. progressive church, like, it feels marginalizing to be single and, like, have a sermon series right. on marriage and dating or whatever, and there's some of that narrative around, but I think, like, just from hearing what you're saying, and from my own like feelings and experience, I think dating the church makes dating, especially for women, really hard. Like especially 100%. if you're trying to find someone that is in the same tradition as you. And I think, um, I don't like I, maybe you disagree with this or agree with it, but like I think for her, this person, like finding whatever ways you can hold to the same level of like here's what I want for someone, but just. And this is easier said than done, but trying to like strip away some of that extra like tension and pressure that the church mm-hmm. puts on you. Um, cause I even say like churches I've worked in, I think we've unintentionally put pressure on people, men and women alike during dating probably. Yeah. But I think there are certain churches that intentionally put pressure on you. And it's like, once you get outside of that, it's like, even kind of like you diving back into the Bible, it's like you have to have new glasses on. Yeah. And it's like taking away some of those old ways you viewed what is good and what is right and what I need so that you can start to define that for yourself. And maybe it's the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but it's like letting you be the creator of that is an important step in the process, I think. And one, like, this is very tangible and not everyone vibes with this, but like, one thing for me was like online dating. Cause I feel like in the church, they're like, at least used to be, I still think kind of is, I remember I heard a pastor be like, yeah, you can online date, but it sounds like you're not really trusting God to like help you find your spouse. And I was like, well, that feels like we can't. (laughs) But that's probably only like a statement to the women, right? Because it's like you're not – like like how would that not be trusting God? Right. Because you're taking it control into your hands and trying to find a spouse on your own. But like in general, that's what dating is, is trying to find a spouse on your own. (laughs) But it's like he's supposed to pop up out of thin air and you're like and start pursuing you. Oh, my God. Did you ever be like, man, I just like I just really want to like pursue you and pursue your heart. Yeah. yeah. So like um, that was a lot. This episode brought to you by plentyoffish.com. No, but like for real, online dating, it was something that had so much stigma and I felt a lot of shame about at the beginning. And it can be a wild place. It can be some wilderness. But also, like, my, like, last two serious relationships, have I've met them online. And I think yeah. there can be a lot of good. And I don't think it's you not trusting God. Yeah. That's a very tangible way to me to, like, dip your feet in if you're not sure what dating outside the church looks like. Yeah. As this is not helpful to anything that we've talked about. But I will say when I dove back into the dating scene uh-huh. – uh, one of the least attractive dating profiles is single dad pastor. <laughs> but people are just like, really? I'm going to just keep passing on this. I mean, the people that swiped right on me were into it. <laughs> but the, <laughs> but I feel like on Christian were. Mingle, that would be like, whoo. Yeah, I never did Christian Mingle. Right. But um, okay. but it was funny. Like, the, like I, I would match with some people and I would watch. Like, you could almost see them, like, see my and be like, oh, that was an accident. Like, I, I just saw the first picture and then I'm like, yeah. the next one has a kid in it. Get me out of here. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, I think that was a good um, 
kind of conversation around uh, this person's note. And again, like I think DM us uh, at our email, which is deconstructionzonepod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on any of our social medias, just DM us there. And like we'll throw more stuff on our stories, I think, so For people sure. can reach out. And I will also say like it it is helpful if you maybe like write out a full question. Yeah. Just so then we know exactly like what you're wanting to know versus yeah. like just a topic. And even if like someone reaches out like this, I mean, we can make a point to like DM them back and get more context for it too. Like, and just be like, hey, like what's going on? Like I actually didn't even know we got response on our story. You uh-huh. pulled it. So I have to do a better job diving in there to see That's that. Funny. I don't go into our Instagram a ton. So um, we should just send her the link to this episode when it comes out with yeah. no context. Yeah. Listen to it. It's if you want to know. <laughs> um, okay. Recommendation zone. Recommendation. I am currently reading. I can do the song. Do 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 do. Recommendation zone. Did you say I put out on TikTok? Yeah. Uh, got like five views. One of the <laughs> lowest views I've ever got. The veg- like, me singing Veggie Tales though skyrocketed. It. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to write us a song based on uh, Emily Checkins, yeah. email corner and recommendation zone. Let us know. It's a great idea. Uh, Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. Um, three chapters in. Um, and uh, they're you included. But there's other people in my life that are just going through like really hard things right mm-hmm. now. And one of the things we've talked about is like how like how could a good God allow bad things to happen? Yeah. Or is God just like checked out, right? And I'll tell you, I've really enjoyed it. Also, C.S. Lewis is equally parts a great theological mind and just so hard to read. Like, yeah. he does not talk like a normal human. Mm-hmm. And, like, this book did not come out that long ago. Right. And I'm like, please talk like a normal person. But uh, it feels like you're reading something ancient. Yeah, and very scholarly. Yes. Uh, which is funny because his, like, preamble is like, I'm not a scholar. And I was like, bro, you're pretty smart. Uh, but <laughs> I'm really, really digging it. Um, I avoided that book all through my life. I've never – I don't think I've ever read it before. Mm. And I might have cracked it. Um, but <laughs> – like it i was just like not interested in like in pain yeah i didn't want to talk about it like i the last time i think remember seeing it, i was like this i don't need this and it's been really really interesting and so i wanted to have it finished before today's episode but i'm like into the third uh, third wow. chapter so um but it's been really really good i would recommend it though thus far like i think it's been a really really good read it's dense but it's good um follow up did you read screw tape letters uh, I'm like into that too. I haven't finished yet either. Okay, but, I didn't know if you were like uh, on I'm a not CS like Lewis kick. I am on a CS Lewis kick, but I'm like I. So there's a podcast. I listen to these guys recommend books. They they record weekly and like read this book and like and I was like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm such a slow reader. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Um and I'll get some shit for this, but Problem of Pain is on Audible, so I'm listening to that one. Screw Tape Letters, I'm reading. But uh, oh, I a lot of the books I recommended have been audiobooks. Oh, great. I'm a I big audiobook gal. Feel better. I think it's pretty um, like. What about blind people? Yeah, I can just bust through them so much. Like I'm on the road. I'm on the road so much. Like it's like it just makes like I can read so much fat. And I'm all done with all of my podcasts by today. So Wednesdays when we're recording, I'm all done with them all. Mm. So it's like midday Wednesdays. Like I'm in the car, I gotta listen to something. So it's been great. Yeah, I'm the same way. I always have a new audiobook going. Yeah. Um my recommendation is Godspell. No. I mean, definitely. But <laughs> the one that I thought of was uh, Eighth Grade. Have you seen that movie? I think. Isn't that the one like that's like really intense? Yeah. I think. I, or no, it's like. I mean, it's kind of 13. Intense. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's uh, written and directed by Bo Burnham. 
100% haven't seen this one. Okay. Different, different than I thought. Um, so I host Movie Monday every Monday at my house. And uh, anyway, long story short. I think on our Patreon, people should get an invite to Movie Monday. I'm just saying. Like, like if you subscribe. Zoom? No, I think they should come to your house. <laughs> they can come to my house. <laughs> Every everyone, you're allowed to invite friends. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I will pay for your plane ticket to come to Movie Monday. <laughs> Please join the Patreon. <laughs> Perfect. That's what a deal. After a hundred years, we can pay for your your flight. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were gonna watch something else, but then like not a lot of people came, and so I was like, I'm not feeling like doing the movie. I had pre-selected. And so we picked this one, and it was it was an all-girl group, and the movie follows a girl in eighth grade. And I remember sitting there and being like, this movie, each scene in this movie is all of the moments in middle school that we thought we were the only ones experiencing. Mm. And it's just, there's something really cool about how it's created and how it makes you feel like, oh, like, this is just what eighth grade is like. Like, it's, it's right on the money in so many ways, mm. um, particularly for girls. I don't know, but... I just really enjoyed it, and I thought I would share that. I dig it. Uh, 13. Is it on Netflix? Eighth grade. Eighth grade, sorry. Um, It's on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. I'll watch it. You should watch it. Um, Oh, cool. Well, for us, as we wrap up, um, any final thoughts, words you want to send us out with? Final thoughts? Um, Honestly, no. Okay. I would no no okay I got something. <laughs> like I would just say do things that energize you because being able to have margin and energy again has just been really beautiful. I love that. Um do you have anything? I just have uh for people to uh embrace the journey. It's never you saying it. It's never it. me. It was today, though. <laughs> took my line. <laughs> you think after like 48 weeks you know that I'm going to ask you what your final line is. <laughs> Right, and I'm always like, oh, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. That's funny. Um, all right, we did it. <laughs>